theyeshiva.net. You could see the Kitzer, the abbreviation of chapter 12. You have a Kitzer after every chapter, which is very helpful. So he says, There's the Avoides Hashem that comes with a deep sense of, of positivity, of joy. When a person discovers, when a person contemplates the true nature of reality, the infinity of Hashem, either focusing on Elikus itself or Mitzad the creation, seeing it through the creation. When we say Yesh Me'ayin, it brings up two things. One is, on one hand, it's Be'en Aroich, it's completely beyond, the Ayin is beyond the Yesh. On the other hand, the Mahava, the Creator, is always present in that which is created. There could never be any, any distance, any separateness. Yud Gimel. There's another element in Avaidus Hashem, a different stream, which focuses more on humility, humbleness. It's the sense of uh, pain for a person's distance. In Tzifiyud Beis, the focus was on Simcha, the positivity. He says there's another stream in life. And the truth is, this is in every aspect of life. A person, and they work together, they're not, they're not separate. Sometimes the more simcha, the more shiflos. The more shiflos, the more simcha, if it's done in the right way, as I'll explain. Every person has those things that hurt us. They pain us. And that causes miridus. It's a sense of pain. I'm looking for healing. I'm looking for, for, heal, for, for closeness. There's also the element of simcha, all that which is very powerful and good. So first he discussed the positive. Now he discusses the other element. The person's pain for distance. means a master of cheshben, meaning a person who's self-aware. Just like in a business, you have to be able to make cheshbonas of checks and balances, at least some people. You have to have awareness, right? The worst thing is to be in denial. In life also, this mother de Khushban is a master of Khajban. Master of Khajban means I can evaluate things. A person's thoughts and words and actions, if they're not aligned with Hashem. It's not even we're talking about prohibited things. Sometimes there are things in life, technically it's not forbidden, but it's not good for you. Yeah. If I'm a gluttonous person, I eat, I'm eating kosher food. Another piece of cake, another piece of cake, another piece of cake. But I'm not aligned, I'm not connected. That's what he says. It could be dvarim hamatarim. Sometimes a person <coughs> is in denial because for everything there's a loophole. There's nothing that uh, Shulchan Aruch prohibits. But he says, it can also be that. It could, be, it could come from brokenness. And sometimes in the positive sense, doing good, also could be not kedibay. It's missing. Kedibay means not like it should be. It's known that every mitzvah 
has an individual kavan, an individual meditation of what it's trying to accomplish. Kamay tefillin. The mitzvah of tefillin. Heim l'shabed haleva hamayach. The mitzvah of tefillin, which is on the on the left arm, or if you're a lefty on the right arm, parallel to the heart. The bicep on the muscle parallel to the heart. The tefillin on the head. So it says in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchis Tefillin, the sources are Rabbeinu Yoyne and Brachis, but it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, Erechaim Simen Chafhei, like he says in the footnote. When you put on Tefillin, it's L'Shabed, it's to dedicate the heart, together with the brain, together with the mind, towards oneness. That the heart and the mind should be united and harmonious and dedicated to oneness, to the source of oneness, which is Hashem Echot. So that's a particular focus of tefillin, to be able to harmonize. We have a mind, we have a heart. The mind represents awareness. The heart represents passion and feelings and emotions and sensations. And to be able to respect them both and to integrate them both. You can't cut off the mind from the heart or the heart from the mind. That's not how life works. There always has to be an integration of the mind, the heart, the body, the soul. So tefillin represents that dedication, that harmony and that dedication. So it's not just you put on boxes. There's an experience. Dalad minim shebalulav. Take the mitzvah of lulav. Hem shiyu b'chinas achdos. It's taking four different kinds and bringing them together. Esrig, roshetevus, altiv bayoni regal gaiva. Esrig is an acronym. It's brought in svarim. Moshev Skenim, Rebshim Shanastrapolar, he brings in the footnotes, Darizal, the Ponim Yofas, the Makna, Eir HaMeir, brought in many Svarim, that Esrig is an acronym from Tehillim, it says, Tehillim Lamedvav, Al Tevayeni Regal Gaiva, don't bring me to the leg of arrogance. That's Esrig. So he says, it's a particular idea. The Esrig is a beautiful fruit, it's a citrus, it has a tam, it has a reich, it has a taste, it has a smell. The only problem is it can become a little arrogant. <laughs> the willow is not arrogant. Darava, ain't by tam, ain't by reich, you know. He always got bad, bad marks. But the esrig is a perfect bocher. An esrig. You can't get better. The only thing he has to ask is, don't turn me into a, uh, into a, you know, haughty. They say the Baal Shem Tev, on his uh, right before he passed away with Shavuos, Tov Kof Chav, 1760. So the last words he said was, Al Tevayeni Regal Gaiva. You understand there's different levels, but that was his last request, Al Tevayeni Regal Gaiva. So that's Esrik. Ve'oidzeis, yesh kavanaklolos b'chalamitzvus. Besides that, there's a general meditation, which is generic for all mitzvus. Every mitzvah is a kavana protis and a kavana klolis. Kavana protis is the detail of this mitzvah, its unique message. There's a kavana klolis that all the mitzvahs are one. I do the mitzvah accepting on myself the oil, the yoke of malchus of the kingdom of heaven. And that's why the bracha of every mitzvah is the same. And yet it's different, right? It starts off, Baruch HaTar Hashem Alekeinu Melech HaOlam. Asher Kedishonu B'Mitzvah That's every mitzvah. No difference what. And it says, Kedishonu is Miloshin Kedushin. 
And Tanya, it says in Perek Mavav, Kiddushonu means he sanctified us. Kiddushonu also means, like Kiddushin, he betrothed us by mitzvah Every mitzvah is a part of Kiddushin. It's an opportunity of connection. Then there is the specific, Lahaniach Tfilin, on mitzvah Tfilin, on the Tilas Lulav, Lahadlik Rechanek, on Mikra Megillah, Lishmaya Kol Shoifer, Sfira Sa'imer, Hafrashas Chala, Lekvaya Mezuzah. That's already the specific mitzvah with its unique message. And both are true. In every relationship you have that, right? If somebody close to you asks you to do something, so on one level, there's the kavana protis, this individual thing that's important for you. But then there's also the kavana klolos, in the sense that if you're asking, and it's not a difference what you're asking. It's the fact that this is the relationship. Sometimes you ask this, sometimes you ask this. It's the same thing. In that sense, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. If the mitzvah doesn't have this, a person does it with coldness. Coldness means apathy, indifference. Get it over with. There's an expression in Yeshaya Hanavi. Mitzvah Sanashim which means you do things by rote. Melumad is, you just like it's, uh, you know, it's part of, you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. So you also put on tefillin. It's just part of the, part of the routine. A person does it by rote, robotically. It's called mitzvah anashim alamada. A mitzvah that I do, but there's no presence of mind. I'm not really present there. Yeah, that, that can be part of that. It's just, you know, robotically, it's part of the schedule. There's no, uh, there's no presence of mind or heart. So there's something, there's something hurtful about that. There's something missing. Especially when somebody goes one step deeper and becomes aware of the Reimimus, the exaltedness of Ein Saif Infinity. When one appreciates the truth of Ein Saif, so then even real Avoida could be inadequate. It can even be considered a sin. Have a great king. If I serve him not commensurate with his true greatness, it's actually, it's a shiflus, it's, it's demeaning. Every avoid has to be commensurate, lefiedach, that which I'm worshipping. You can't compare the avoid in front of a simple person to the work that's necessary for a great leader. If I'm serving in front of the melech as though it's a simple person, so relative to this relationship, it could be very disrespectful. It's like merida. It's like almost betrayal. You're actually belittling the person's glory, the person's honor. It's just a different translation. The word shiftless comes from the word shuffle, which means low. So you can put it in different context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, mashpul kvoide means like you, you humble the honor, you belittle the honor, you demean the honor. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, different relationships require a different type of attentiveness and sensitivity. Right? If somebody is talking to you in the middle of the conversation, they take out their phone. 
to check their text. Okay. Mela. Is it, uh, is it a respectful thing to do? Not really. I'm not talking about if it's urgent. But let's say you're under your chuppah, right? And you take out the ring, and your phone buzzes. You say, whoa, 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 what? I have to take out the phone. And everybody's eyes are going to uh, pop out, yeah? The shvigah is not going to let this chuppah continue, hopefully. Why? What happened? Well, I just took out the phone. The answer is, yeah. You have to know where you are and before whom you are. Yeah. Your child sits down with you and they want to discuss something very personal and intimate and they open up their heart and they say, well, one, one, one second, I just got a text, I just got a clip, I have to watch the clip. It could be a dagger in the heart. Why? I'm sitting here. And in another context, it's perfectly fine. You have to know what type of relationship it is. So sometimes, he says, avoid it could be a chet, it could be a sin, because it's completely not in tuned with the relationship that's necessary at this moment. So this is a very, very fine idea, because he says, when you really appreciate what ain't soif is, when you really appreciate Godless Hashem, see, he says, even avoid amitis, a real avoid it could be keloi, could be like a chet. Why? Because there could be an element of betrayal even when I'm, in, I'm serving you. Because I'm serving you in a way that's completely not uh, connected and attuned to what this relationship necessitates. So it's a very idle thing because for somebody else, it's beautiful. He says, but you, you know more than that. right? If you go and even to... Uh, you have a meeting with the president of a country... Again, you're sitting and uh, you're doing other things. It's going to be very inappropriate. It'll be like a minute. Why? You're sitting, you're respectful, you're nice. Because you have to always know, you know, There's certain things you'll tell a stranger, it doesn't mean much. right? But if you say the same thing to somebody very close to you, it could be a demonstration that you're completely not present. You're, you're completely out for lunch. No, even if it's not intended, it's just like a, a, a you know, sin by omission. <laughs> right? Minidimis is a sense of betrayal. It's not about judging or, or, or intent, like maliciousness. But sometimes it's, it's just not. It's a pasnasht. Or bedugma kazais yuvan lamaila. This is an example. Shalafi oitzim gedulas vedemimusain saif. Asha'ain cheikil gedulas siklal. Based on the godless and the dynamos of Ein Saif. There's no way of describing the infinity of it. There's no way. So even the avoid of great tzaddikim, even though from their perspective it's, it's powerful, but it doesn't really match up with, with whom, whom they're connecting with, with whom they're serving. That's why everybody confesses. You have a shamnu begadnu, even a tzaddik like Moshe. Why? Why is he confessing? Because even true avoida 
relative to the true godless, the greatness of, and the Ramimus exaltedness of Ein Saif, even true Avaida could be considered deficient, inadequate. So I say, I'm sorry. Now, it's not necessarily, it's not about guilt, but it's realizing that it's inadequate. <laughs> I'm not bringing myself into the relationship, but relative to what, to what is the truth, it's, it's, not, it's not adequate. It's deficient. That's what chet comes from the word chisarin. It doesn't mean here chet that you're a sinner, you're a bad person. Chet miloshin chisarin. Ani yubni shloim achatoyim. Koleya lasayra veloi yechta. Chet means missing the target, missing the point. Missing something, misaligned, which is what sin really is. Deficient. V'zeo shamru razal, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, al posik vayikoid artsa, parshas kisisa, it says, Moshe saw and he bowed down. He kneeled and he bowed down. Zagda Gemara, what did he see? Midas emes ra. Moshe saw emes. Vayipal al he falls on his face. Why? What, what is it? Kimi yachalamad lefnei amitasa. When you see emes, I can't stay standing. As long as I don't see emes, you imagine, you know, I have the myonis. And not only am I doing well, I'm unbelievable. But when you see MS, there's an element of humility. Because I blush in the, in the real, real sense of MS. Now, you have to be ready for this. Again, if you're hearing this with uh, your tools of trauma, it's not good. You understand? There's so much trauma today that when we hear these things, we can't even hear what he's saying because it's like... If, in other words, if it's coming from self-hate, you can't hear this. I'm just saying this because I feel the energy here in the room. If if you have to you have to appreciate yourself to understand this. You understand? If not, this becomes another uh, another another reason to blame yourself. You're not typhus the whole Indian. This is the the sense of 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 midas ha emes. You can really appreciate the sense of emes. I can only really appreciate the sense of emes if if I'm fully present. If I'm fully here. If I'm hiding from myself, I can't even see it. So that's what chet means. Chet, it's not, it's not a blame. It's a sense of humbleness. You understand? It's not blame. It's not, it's a sense of humbleness. Huh? It's a sense of shiftless. It's not a blame. It's talking about Moshe. Right? But it's, he still says, I'm sorry, because there's a sense of inadequacy. Huh? It's Jane Seif. Mm-hmm. Like it says in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe says in Pedek Hey, that even a Tzadik Gomer who has Avas Hashem, it's always Yesh Misha Oyev. There's a sense of, of ego, I love. So he says, that's also not real Dveikas. So it's a Moira de Kamadrega, it's a mitzvah. But Legabi de Ein Saif, it's still deficient. So first, in the beginning of the chapter, he said there's the humility that comes from a person realizing that something is missing. When I make a kashbun on nefesh, either in the negative or in the positive, he says, even with Havoida, when you see Midas HaEmes, Moshe lost himself. But it says in Medrash, when Hashem asks something of somebody, it's only according to your kayak, your energy. Because based on real truth, 
what type of avoider is going to be worthwhile. So what he asks is that the avoider should be with your truth, with your authenticity. L'fikoycha, l'fikoycha means I have to bring my best into life. Not the best, my best. That's what the matter is saying, l'fikoychan. To be, have an avoider completely commensurate with the ultimate emes, yeah, maybe there's moments like that. But what he's asking is your emes. That's true. But once in a while, when you think about it, it creates a pain, it creates a void, in a very good way. It's taka, I'm bringing in my emes, a befart. Right? So it's not sin in the sense you're a bad person. No, you're a very good person. You're an amazing person. But the distance from the ultimate MS hurts me. It pains me. You see, chsidus is not about feeling good. It's about truth. Real truth makes you feel good. You understand? It's not about... Huh? Sometimes I'm just in pain, I want to feel good. So I just want to hear things that are good. Right? So then this if is not for you. It's not for you. But a healthy person doesn't want to, doesn't have to feel good. Sometimes it's good to feel pain, not good. It's truth. It's truth. If I'm completely broken, I can't. I can't. You just have to make me feel good, you know? If you fall and you hurt yourself, you just have glutton, which is nice. It's a beautiful thing. But we have to ask ourselves that itself. Right? Can I also be challenged? Can I be challenged? Could somebody tell me the truth that transcends me? In other words, this Musser leads me to be a liar. Yeah. We are very positive. Real Musser is very positive. Real Musser, like this, it's very positive. It picks you up, lifts you up. Somebody once said to his child, he's playing basketball, I don't mind, I'm not afraid that you're going to aim high and miss. I'm afraid that you're going to aim low and never miss. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I'm not afraid if you aim high and you miss. You miss? Good. <laughs> I'm afraid that you'll never miss. Because you'll never aim high. You'll bring down the hoop. So every ball goes in. You never miss. <clears throat> so when you open yourself up to the grandeur of life, to the grandeur of yourself, to the grandeur of your soul, to the grandeur of Hashem, ain't safe. So he says, I could be doing my best, I'm bringing in my emes, but it's far to pain. Moshe saw Midas emes ra. When he saw the emes of ain't safe, he lost himself. As he found, Vayipal Alpanovit says, Parshas Kisisa, Midas emes ra. He saw Midas emes. And for the emes, you melt. You have to see emes. <laughs> Especially if a person realizes that even my truth is missing, not only the truth, but my truth, 
And especially if my avoid is filled with machshavazaras means alien thoughts and agendas. Especially when I discover things in my words and my actions that are completely not aligned with Hashem. Which distances me from my real connection with Hashem. This creates deep pain. And it, create, it can create tears. When a person feels pain, there are tears, the distance. This is also part of Avaidus Hashem. There's two streams in every person's life. Yeah, if a person is dealing with stuff, on one hand, there's identifying the joy, the potential, the beauty, the closeness, the amazing reality, etc. But side by side with that also comes an awareness of that which is broken inside of me. And the two work together. Because if there's only awareness of brokenness and not of simcha, then I'm in a rut, I get more broken. But there's only, a, there's only awareness of positivity and not anything else. There's no growth. I remain stagnant. So he says there's two elements. One is the, the awareness of closeness and one is the awareness of, of distance, of, 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 of the challenge, of dif- difficulty. Just like psychologically and emotionally, if something is not working, if something is offline in your brain, something is offline in your body, something is offline in your heart, You have to be able to feel that pain. You have to be able to cry for that pain. That awareness, that that awareness is extremely beneficial. It's extremely healing because it doesn't turn the deficiency into into a positivity. It doesn't make me live in delusions and, uh, and cover it up and create substitutes and compensations and run away from it and repress it which essentially makes it stay there, but rather I could face it. I could face everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In both of these avoiders, in both, whether simcha or shiflos, they could be gases and yeshes. They could be serious arrogance, which means... I'm completely disconnected. Now, this is important what he's going to say. You would think that when you're feeling bad about yourself, there's no arrogance, right? It's gewaldic. I'm completely humble. He's going to say no. Everything we're speaking about Midian, Sinas Chinam, that I create a substitute reality instead of the truth, which is all about my ego, which is about my pain, which is about my... My, my real nothingness that has to become an egotistical somethingness, he says, realize that all types of avoida could feed off it. Sometimes simcha, sometimes humility. Even the humility can be, at its core, very, very disconnected from the true source. It's not always that humility and pain represents how humble you my, my, I am. And the same is true, the opposite, the simcha as well. That's what he's going to say. The ba'ayfan ha'alef, sho'avayde b'simcha b'vadeh, efshali is p'chinas ha'yashas. When a person serves with simcha, it's a gewaldika thing, but we have to always be aware that there could be yashas. Remember, what's yashas versus bittel? Yashas is the sense of separateness from Hashem, which turns me into a something, not aligned with the true source of everything, which is infinite. 
Shuhu yesh misha oyev. There's somebody who loves. Ki ha simcha v'hispailus hareyu b'morgish b'nafsha. Simcha and hispailus is always, there's a self-consciousness. That's how it is. Right? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, even I love. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling content. So it's beautiful. But there's an element of self-consciousness and the self-consciousness can prevail over the relationship. The love is, I want to be close to you. So in this beautiful love, you have mixed in self-love and self-consciousness. Just like in a relationship. When you want to be close to somebody, it's beautiful, right? But there's also a pitfall. The pitfall is, I want to be close to you. So now the question is, how much of it is about me? And how much is it about you? Sometimes you see people are in love, but when the other person needs to separate, no, 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 no. But I need the space. I don't care if you need the space. I want to be close to you. So I choke you. There's no boundaries. There's no respect. Why? But I'm crazy about you. I'm crazy about you. As long as I'm here, I'm crazy about you. The moment you need your own space, no, 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 no. So how much do you love me? It's also true sometimes you're a child. You know, you love your child. But the question is, can you respect the person? Can you respect their boundaries? Can I respect you as an independent person? Sometimes it's very hard. So the love becomes as much about me as much as it's about you. So now, like we once learned in a Miami, right? If the person I love asks me to go and do a mission, do something for them, I can't go. I have to be with you. <laughs> so because I want to be with you, therefore I'm not going to do what you want because I want to be with you. Sometimes the separation is much deeper love because that's what you want. So he says the same is true in Avedis Hashem. Sometimes my need to be close to Hashem is I want to be close. I want to be close, it's for my perfection. And there could be an element of separateness here. Maybe my mission right now is to do something else. Maybe my mission now is a different Avedis that feels much more distant, but maybe that's the mission. No, <laughs> because I want to be. I want, I want the good feeling. So it's a beautiful thing, but he says you just have to be aware. He says, There could be mixed in a lot of self-consciousness. means the consciousness of self. Yeah, there is an integ- it is an integral part. Ava is always yesh mishayev, but you just have to be aware of that. Because sometimes that part can prevail. Yeah. Narcissism on one end of the spectrum, Bittle on the other end of the spectrum. And he explains in the parentheses that when, when somebody has a relationship with somebody, the focus has to be them, not me. With Hashem also. It's not like, if it's all about my void, the focus is about me, and it's going to stay that way. It has to really be a focus about the other. Yes, I'm enjoying it, I'm appreciating it, but when the focus is on the other, then you don't lose sight of that. You see it in in human relationships. I have a void, you fill that void. You fill it, but it's my void. In other words, you're serving me. (laughs) And it comes out, it comes out in different ways. You know what I mean? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Huh? Abyssalah. So he said in parentheses, also with Hashem it's that way. After the parentheses, but that's the Nekudah. That the Ava needs to begin with the 
appreciating that which you love. After the parentheses, like seven lines. But here's what I want to say. Even the void of shiflus, pain, I'm feeling pain, I'm feeling humble, which you're feeling humble, right? I'm distant. There's no, it's all bitl. He says, oh yeah, that can also be yeshes. Why? On the contrary, you're challenging yourself. I'm feeling distant, I'm, I'm bothered, I'm hurt. Even the humility is full of self-consciousness. The humility is not real. Where I really can lose myself. And he says in Yiddish, sometimes you got to say it in Yiddish, that I never really escape that need for validation. It's another way of feeling good about myself. <laughs> you know that feeling? Like self-masochism. I don't really get out of the way. You see it very often. Sometimes people's humbleness comes with a lot of judgment, self-judgment. This is what we always talk about. The tools that we use to experience something defines the experience. There's real shiftless and there's other type of shiftless. There's a shiftless, he says, where at the core of that shiftless is a real, real deep sense of inadequacy. And therefore, the shiftless comes with tremendous self-judgment. How bad I am, how sick I am. I never get away from that. So I'm not even humble. I'm just busy knocking myself. Again, I'm not in a relationship. I'm just busy feeling good by feeling horrible. Because that's the only way how I feel good. Because that's my MO. It doesn't really feel good, but under the circumstances, this is how I operate. Right, but these words itself, you have to hear without self-judgment. Do you understand? What I'm saying right now, if you're now thinking, yeah, that's me, that's me. <laughs> that's what exactly what he's talking about. That's me, that's me. <laughs> you see? It's very, very, it's very dangerous, this. It's very lethal. Uh Emesit Sabrachengait means that I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually in awe. Like I, I actually, I could lose myself in a very beautiful way. I can actually feel the pain of the moment. Rather, judging how bad I am, <laughs> how bad I am, and 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 how ho- and how horrible I am. It's hard to talk about it. You have to like experience it. <laughs> it's, it's not the, you know, you could talk about it and give drushes, but it's not about. Uh, it's not mathematics here. It's just a very, very deep experience of what bitta looks like. If my bitta is experienced through tools that are broken, the bitta is going to be very, very broken. It's going to be very unhealthy. 
it's going to bring to unhealthy things. It's probably going to turn me into a bigger shmata and to an addict. I become desperate. I become a desperate person. So you have to be very careful. Pain is not about, I'm bad. If the pain is, I'm bad, I'm sick, I'm gross, I'm so ugly, that's feeding into yeshes. What's that it's feeding into yeshes? It's feeding into my separateness from Hashem. It's just reaffirming how bad I am. It sounds beautiful, right? I'm making a chesh nefesh, and I'm so honest, and I'm not egotistical. He says... <laughs> It's a different type of ego. It's the ego that I'm nothing. That's, 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 that's a big ego. You know how nothing I am? You know how bad I am? You know how sick I am? I'm so sick. <laughs> all, all, all there to be able to justify that you're not godly, that you're not one. That's also yeshes, a different type of yeshes. There's the yeshes that I'm the king of the world, and there's the yeshes that I'm the most despicable thing in the world. So ich kann's gut yeshes. One yeshus is, I'm the king. And another yeshus is, I'm the rat of the world. I'm the scum of the earth. I am the epitome of the scum. Sounds great, right? Waz, uh, I'm the king of nothing. Very good. I'm the king of demons. I'm the king of trauma. I'm the king of everything. Now, if you're hearing this again with judgment while you're hearing it, so you know what I'm talking about, okay? I'm just telling you. <laughs> then he has to do tshuva. <laughs> yeah, that's what tshuva is. For sure. Pain I need. The, the brokenness causes pain. That's what, that's what he said. This, this concept of pain, this richok, I can cry. That, that's, that, that's important. It's recognizing, recognizing what's broken inside of me. And grieving for it. And mourning for it. If a person has been abused, if a child was molested, and certain parts of their brain were compromised, and certain parts of their identity did not develop, and certain connections they can't make because of it. Somebody just told me recently that uh, some very inappropriate things happened to them when they were a child by somebody in the family. This person said they still cannot be, they still can't be with people. Because for them, a person coming into the room is reminiscent of that person coming into the room. So this person always wants to be alone. That's, and with a locked door. Because that's where I'm safe. So you could come into the room. They never even saw you, this person. But it's not... When this person's brain was formed, coming into the room meant what? Murder. So now if somebody opens the door and comes into the room, the body responds... That's a painful reality. That's a very painful reality. How that affects relationships. How that affects connection. That pain is real. And if I cry for that pain, that crying has a healing element to it. A weirdness, knowing what I have to fix, what I have to work on, what's broken inside of me. Right? But what if the same thing happens? But the way I'm processing it is, I'm the scum of the earth. I'm the sickest person. Every person walks into the room, I'm, 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 I'm afraid. You start judging yourself. That's the continuation of the abuse. That's not the healing. You understand? 
And then I'm not even feeling the pain. I'm feeling the abuse. The pain is reinforcing the separateness. Look how sick I am. Look how this I am and this I am. So he says, he says that's not shiflus. Real shiflus is falirinzich. Falirinzich is a beautiful thing. Falirinzich is I lose myself. You know you say you lose yourself in the moment? You lose yourself in the moment? To lose yourself in the moment, you have to be healthy. <laughs> a real victim can't lose themselves. I can't afford to lose myself. Because if I lose myself, what happens? You'll kill me. I have to always be alert. My, my, my ego is so wounded, my sense of self is so wounded, I have to be alert every second. So even when I'm humble, it's, it's, it's a coping mechanism to just navigate my pain. Real shiflus is a different type of shiflus. That's what he's saying. The shiflus can't be with yeshus. Which means can be with self-judgment, coming from a place of separateness. The shiflus, on the contrary, when you recognize that you're infinite, you feel pain for the parts of you that feel so broken. That's not, that's, that, that, that's a shiflus that's rooted in, in achdus, in bittel. This is very important stuff, my friends. I must... Very important stuff. Sometimes you feel like you're so horrible, right? And you might delude yourself. Oh, this is good. Avoid this Hashem. <laughs> no gaiva. Right? Somebody, somebody puts you down as a good Musashmuas. They crush you to pieces. I'm a chaya, beautiful bittel. So you think it's completely rooted in, uh, in distortion of yeshas. It's completely rooted in separateness. It's not bringing me closer. He says the tzeprachin kait is nit kena mitis as ozich as obayzich zayin garnet beemes falidin zich legamri mikol vekol. In the bittel, you don't want the yeshes over there. <laughs> that under the bittel, right under it, is the sense of 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 of, of self that I have to substitute for. Put it a little bit in different words. If introspection and knocking myself is a coping mechanism, so basically it's again running away from my pain by coping with this. Sometimes you cope with pain by destroying yourself. Another example for this is sometimes, I don't know if you know this, but the brain, if something happens to a person, this, this is quite a f- phenomenon. It's, it's, it's quite intense. If you don't know about it, Baruch Hashem, if you know about it, you know about it. Sometimes a person goes through an experience and it's so painful that the brain shuts it out. It goes into the subconscious and the conscious brain has no memory of it. But it happened and the results are there. So the brain creates a different story that happened in order to justify why you cope this in this way. Like there's certain children that go through things, the brain doesn't acknowledge it because it's too painful. So instead, you blame yourself for this and this and this. Completely not true, not, not, not the story that's happening. So this self-degradation, when the person is demeaning themselves, it looks like bittel. But it's really a coping mechanism coming directly from a distorted reality 
rooted in your sense of brokenness and separateness. So that type of self-denigration, first of all, it's not authentic. And it, it, it's, it, that's Pshat, it's a bittle that's not rooted in Ein Saif. It's a bittle that's rooted in my distortion, in my horrible self-image. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to be very aware of this. Now, if you're having it, don't judge it, because by judging it, you're just getting worse into it. That's why I keep on saying, if you're hearing what I'm saying, and you're busy judging yourself, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm sorry. It means we're, we're stuck there, and it's normal. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> you have to meditate on this. If you're hearing what I'm saying, and the way you're feeling it is, wow, look how, look how, uh, <laughs> look how distorted I am, right? You're not hearing it, which is, again, normal. Don't judge it. But you have to realize that it's a different type of bittel. There's a bittel from Yeshus and there's a bittel from Achtos. The bit of Amachtos is actually experiencing the pain for what it is, without it covering up something. Remember, Yeshus is always a cover-up. Bittel means there's no cover-up. Yeshus is klippa. Bittel is no klippa. Klippa means a cover-up. My pain is covering up something. It's covering up the abuse that happened that I don't want to deal with. Instead, I'm going to say that I'm the most evil person who ever lived, so of course I behave this way. That's a cover-up. Real bittel, real shiflos comes without any cover-ups. You could see the whole reality and then you could just feel the pain. The raw pain with empathy. And I, I, and I lose myself in the process in a very good way. There's a sense of real humility. Pain causes real humility. It's like there's no... You, you, you just feel pain. You feel vulnerable. Vul, vulnerability is the word. Real vulnerability. Raw vulnerability. You ever felt raw vulnerability? When everything is taken away, all the shells are removed, all the cover-ups are stripped, and you're left alone with truth. It's just vulnerable. And you could just start crying. And it's just vulnerable. There's no justifying. It's not blame. It's just pure vulnerability. And, 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 and that's actually a moment of oneness, because it's true. It's true. You're just facing what is true. Midas ha'emes ra and I can't explain it better than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very tricky because, again, it, it, it could be the same words, you know. I'm so bad, I'm so bad, I'm so bad. I did so many Avedas, everything, my mitzvahs, I garnished, uh, everything. Wow, you're so but you're so bittled. But you have to look what happens 20 minutes later. Do I go into a depression? Right? And I go onto certain websites afterwards, or I go onto my phone, or I get drunk, or I uh, don't stop eating. Then it's a simon that it wasn't bringing me closer to my emas. It was my abuse continuing through the bittle. <laughs> you have to be careful. You have to be very careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're in a state of bittle, it brings you closer to Emes. It brings you closer to Ein Sof. If it brings you closer to Ein Sof, you're a healthier person. I may be in a lot of pain, but the pain is going to bring me to a place of awareness and therefore healing. I may have real pain. And if it's real pain, it's real pain. It's acute. You can feel it in your body. 
but it's based on truth. It's based on how good you are. The pain is coming because something that's so infinite feels so broken. You know, that's painful. <laughs> that's painful. Yeah. Maybe you could say difference. Yeah, see you say, I am in pain. Starting with I am. You say, pain is upon this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a beautiful word from the Magad of Mizrich. He says, it says in Mishnah's Brachas, there's a mission, a perikrivi, ain't oimdin lispalal elamitach koivid rush. You don't get up to Davin, only with koivid rush. Koivid rush, Rashi says, is hachna, humility, subservience. In other words, I don't get up to Davin, you know, with, with, with mockery, with cynicism, with. Koivid uh, rush is, is seriousness, sincerity. So, you know, you're going into Hashem, sincerity, maturity, bittel, hachna, shiflus. That's what it says. So here the Magid, how he touches it. <laughs> he says, Koivid Rosh is literally a heavy head. Koivid is heavy, right? And Rosh is head. So a heavy head means basically the head is a little, you know, it's heavy. It's a little down. It's a, it's a sense of... So he says, Koivid Rosh means... You have to daven for the Koivid Rosh, for the heaviness of the head. Of the head of reality, the head of existence, Reisha the Choration, which is Hashem. And he explains as follows. He says, every limb of a person is really an aver of the Shechina. It's really a limb of the Shechina. The Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, that the, you learn Sanhedrin, that when they gave the death penalty to <laughs> even a Russia, a person gets the death penalty for, for serious stuff. So the Mishnah says, Shechina Ma'ay Meris. What does the Shechina say? When they're punishing the person, Kalani Meirishi, Kalani Mizrai. I feel that I feel like my arm is 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 falling off. My head is falling off. Why? Because a person is like a, a limbs of the Shechina. So the Magid says, when you're davening, don't daven for as it's as your pain. Realize that it's it's the Shechina's pain. It's Hashem's pain. He says that's how you should daven. It's kaved it's, it's it's God's pain. Now, what does this mean? So it's it's just a spin on words. Okay, not my his pain. Fine, <laughs> It's very deep. That means it's pain with bittel. In other words, it's 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 the pain. I'm really divine. So the divine is broken. There's something broken in the system of Hashem. It's his pain as much as my pain. Because I'm a manifestation of him. So then, on one hand, the pain is deeper. It's more deep. It's more deep. It's more, it's, it's more deep. On the other hand, the, the pain is in context of goodness. It's not, you're a stupid, broken Meshuggah, of course you're in pain. It's that the Ein Soif is in pain. Ooh, that's, that's not, not well, <laughs> that deserves healing. How does it help you? Not only you right, but 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 that because that means that the pain is not your default state. It means that brokenness is not the way you were made. It means that it's it's a dibuk. It's something that was attached to me. The filth is not me. The filth was attached to me. 
The filth happened to me, but it's not me. It's not my essence. My essence is infinity. My essence is ain't safe. So I see it in the context of that. So on the contrary, I want to go back to my true essence. That's number one. And number two, it's with less judgment. It's with less self-judgment. It's opposite. Not only you create the situation, the whole world is in pain now. What is both? How does it help you? It's even worse. You can destroy the person knowing that not only you cause that. No, I think it's on the contrary. It's, it's, it's not about blame. It's about, it's really, it's God's journey through me. <laughs> the pain I went through is His journey through me. Not rejoice. Not rejoice, but find dignity in it. It's the infinite consciousness having a finite experience. And part of that finite experience is sometimes a journey through difficult stuff. And being aware of that, aligning with that, I don't see my pain as a manifestation of my evil. I see my pain as a manifestation of something that my godliness is going through. If I did something, it's okay, so now I have to have remorse and do tshuva. Very often it's not even that I did something. (laughs) Other people did something. If, If it's something in me, Okay, And that itself, even if I did something wrong, you'll usually identify that that itself is coming from something broken inside of me. It's very hard to find somebody who does something wrong completely, maliciously, with absolute choice. Especially in today's generation. After all the bitter of thousands of years, generally, the mistakes that people make is coming from their own brokenness. Which doesn't make it beautiful. It just means that I have to be able to identify that. Because if you can identify that, you can grow from it. Instead of a blame game, it becomes a game towards recovery. It's, it's not about judgment. Now, if somebody did something very bad to you, a perpetrator, you may not be ready for this. Just to tell people forgive, forgive, forgive is nice. You may have to be ready for forgiveness. You could say, yeah, but he was traumatized. He did it because somebody did it to him. Okay. But you have to be in a position of strength where you can forgive. If you forgive too early, it's part of the abuse. You understand what I'm saying? If you forgive too early when you're not ready, it's, uh, it could be part of the, the horrible abuse. Like I don't even have a right to feel pain. I have to forgive. <laughs> you can only forgive after you grieve. Yeah, forgiveness is beautiful, but only after you grieve. Because if you forgive before you grieve, you didn't grieve. Oh, forgive. In other words, it's nothing. Nothing happened. Zay Michael. Especially when they tell you, if you're not Michael, then you're the one. <laughs> right? Sometimes you tell someone, if you're not Michael, you're the one. So not only this poor kid had to go through all of this, but now he's worse than the perpetrator. That itself is an act of abuse. So you have to be very sensitive with these in Yonim. If I... It says, Right, you have to be Michael. But the thing is, Halacha always says, it never says you have to be Michael. It says, right, we're in, we're always, it's not a mitzvah to be Michael, because you can't make it a mitzvah. If it's a mitzvah, it's not forgiveness. It's not forgiveness. The Halacha says, you, you, 
try to find it in yourself. It encourages you, because by definition, mechila has to be voluntary. If forgiveness is forced upon me, it's not forgiveness. <laughs> and it could be more abusive. If I'm forced to forgive you, God says you have to forgive, I'm not forgiving you. <laughs> forgiveness means I forgive you. I have to choose it. That's why the halacha says, encourages people. Right? It doesn't tell you you have to, because forgiveness is a personal journey. Now, when I re- I'm telling you that you have to be strong enough, and then you could forgive. Only when you really forgive yourself can you forgive the other. That's the key. People skip that part. They don't forgive themselves. If you don't forgive yourself, you can't forgive the other. In other words, as long as I'm blaming myself, and right, and I forgive you, it's going to be horrible. Because I forgave you on whose expense? My own. <laughs> you I forgave, but I remain the killer. That's not forgiveness. <laughs> First, you have to forgive yourself. Meaning, he's the perpetrator, not you. you. Forgive yourself. Now, one day you'll be able to forgive. And don't do it prematurely. Because there's going to be a miscarriage. Is that typhus? Everybody hears what I'm saying? I just want to go mamish a few minutes. I want to finish this paragraph. After the Yiddish You see, here's with the paradox. Sometimes the Cheshben doesn't really touch me at my core. Sometimes it's not really sincere. It's, it's a coping mechanism. So it's not actually coming from the depth of my own soul, from the depth of my own oneness. It's another coping mechanism. Or sometimes it's just yeah, a way of dealing. It's another way of avoiding other stuff. So it's not really coming from the deepest place. The raw pain that comes from the core of my soul, he says, causes me actually to completely go out of a place of yeshus and separateness. And therefore there's no yeshus over there. It touches me. And that's very raw. Very, very raw. So it has to actually touch me. It's really, I'm in touch with the pain itself. Not with covering it up by blaming more and feeling more horrible about myself. That's what it means. But I'm actually in touch with the true reality. Sometimes it's very hard to go there. There's too many blockages. There's also another point. Sometimes people feel good about feeling bad. Sometimes it feels good to feel bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes he says, <laughs> you feel like, oh, now I'm a real Ovid Hashem, I feel horrible. It's a distorted way of thinking, but it's a way of thinking. Like the more crushed I am, the more holy I am. He says, he's tufridin, he's happy from the fact that he's a, a garnished. Vagam a behelem benafshay, it could be concealed. It's almost like if I'm, if I'm caved in, I'm crushed, it's almost like a good feeling. It feels spiritual. <laughs> Anybody has this feeling? 
<laughs> That's what he's saying. It, it's basically coming from the fact that at my core, there's a sense of separateness. Huh? You have it? So you relate to this. This throws in a worm. It, it, it affects, it creates an infection in all of it. The pain does not create Yeshua's in my soul to actually refine me. It becomes an objective in and of itself. I almost worship the sense that I feel horrible. That, that becomes like the tachlis. Because it, it, it's almost a good feeling. Some people just have that feeling. Like you feel closer to God if you're, if, if, ah? From, yeah, from misery. The misery feeds, feeds. And people feed this too. God is so serious Yeah. So he says, actually, it, it doesn't elevate me, it doesn't inspire me, it doesn't bring me to a place of, of healing because I'm stuck in this sense of separateness. Bittel always has to be coming from the ain't soy, from the fact that I'm one. And this is the reason, it has to be Hasibah. You see a person, he's serving Hashem. says, this is a reason why relationships become so hard. He's serving Hashem. But because the Avaida sometimes is lacking the Bittel, what's the Bittel? I'm stuck. In a place of real separateness. So therefore, And therefore, I become intolerant during in relationships. Sometimes you make me anxious, you make me nervous, I can't connect, I can't tolerate you. Especially if the other person has his maila in avayda. He's similar to me. So sometimes he diminishes my yeshes. Because you're also an Ayyvid, La I have to put you down. So suddenly my bittle becomes not so bottledic. <laughs> For me, I'm bottle, but when it comes to you, I can't deal with you. What happened to my bittle? The answer is there's a poison over there. It's a sword and a shield. It makes me feel very righteous, very self righteous. But when I sense you're uh, this, I'm like, oh, get me, get me out of this. I'm become very judgmental. Why are you so judgmental? What happened to your bittle? Why am I busy condemning? Why can't I tolerate you? This is a raya that my bittle is broken. Which again, I can't judge because if I start judging it, I'm going to get more broken. I have to feel the pain of that and open myself up to who I am, to who I really am. You know, self-judgment is a very, very scary thing. It can be very holy, and it's really unholy. Right? You judge yourself. You're a person. You're so critical of yourself. Do me a favor. <laughs> Don't be so critical of yourself, because the next step is you're critical of everybody. <laughs> you're, you're, you're critical. You want to be critical. It's, it looks good on yourself. It's not going to look good at other people. So he says that I always have to know what is at the core of it. I can't connect to another person. I start hating him. And suddenly this bottle dicker person feels the need to point out to everybody how the other person is a nobody. 
He's not good. I'll even degrade his avoidus Hashem. He has agendas, he's corrupt, he's egotistical, he's looking for himself, for his own benefit. So nobody should compare him to me. He shouldn't be greater than me. Even if he's not relevant to me, in other words, nobody's comparing him to me, he's not being greater than me, but something in my separateness doesn't let me appreciate and respect you as a person, your virtues, your maila. Internally, I loathe you. Internally, I can embarrass you. I can't really communicate peacefully. I really connect. Especially if you see sometimes in somebody else really a beautiful quality. Sometimes in his awareness, in his mind, you see something special. Or you see a special Zahiru, he's careful with something. Or precious, he's separate from something. Or you see something pure. So you should celebrate it. What happens? I get even more angry. I can't deal with it. What happened to my bottle? I see something, sometimes you see a sensitivity in a person, an kind. So instead of celebrating it, I'm like, wow. Suddenly, it makes me even more nervous and more anxious. What is that? And there's a mixture of jealousy. It says in Shir Hashirim, chapter 8, jealousy is as bad, is as heavy as the sha'il, as the grave, as the abyss. Right? It says, Love can be as strong as death, and jealousy can be as heavy as the grave. Real jealousy, you know, it, it, you, you bury yourself. It eats you up. It puts you in, a, in, a, in the abyss. Sinaschinam always has a component of jealousy. The guy didn't do anything to me. He didn't take my money. He didn't steal anything. He's doing his own thing. There's something positive? Emulate. Learn. Learn from a person. What, what's the, learn from a person. Nobody's stopping you. Till now he was talking about jealousy from character or behavior. There's also physical jealousy. You see somebody successful. Somebody is affluent. And suddenly it's eating me up. He didn't steal my money. He didn't take away my business. Right? He's not taking away my customers. But his very success eats me up. God gave him a blessing of wealth. Why can't I deal with it? Somehow I look at this person and I'm, I'm miserable. What happened? This is a line from the Radak. Rabbeinu David Kimchi. He says, He says in the footnotes, he has a line. Kina. Hatred that comes from and with jealousy, it's not easy to be fixed because if you did something to me, okay. But this kina, you didn't actually do anything. But there's something in your existence that's making me feel horrible. What is it? What is it? Sometimes you know you see very successful people and you just don't like them. You know what I mean? They may be very nice. What, what don't you like? I write away a tribute, narcissism, selfish, he's a sick person. What is it? He's nothing to do with him. 
it had to, it has to do with my my own inner sense of inadequacy, and you become the projector. You become the projector. I'm not worked out within myself. So somehow you trigger what I don't like about myself. I feel unsuccessful. I feel bad. I'm in a place of my own yeshes, my own separateness. I don't feel my own connection with If you feel connected, so there's another successful person. So learn from him. Enjoy him. Talk to him. Yeah, okay. But he's, talk, he's talking about me, the, the person who's... Not worked out in himself, and therefore he projects bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when I Hashem, I was doing davening. I was so humble, and I felt so inadequate, and I gave myself so much musr. So now, what happened with the other person? He says, "What happened with the other person is that my bittel has within it an element that's really un- not worked out in terms that it's feeding my separateness, and therefore the other person does trigger me very badly." So the person, therefore, he says, this is, this is what he says. So he says, there's two streams in Avaidus Hashem. There's Simcha and there's Shiflos. And in both, one has to be very, very careful of the clip of Midian. I have to be very careful that it shouldn't be feeding off and coming from my yeshes, but it's coming from my bitli. And what does that mean in a person's life, practically? It means... That if I'm experiencing yeshes, <laughs> that's normal. That's part of life's experience. You can't knock it and kill it, because that's also coming from the yeshes. That's the point. I have to be aware of it. And when I'm aware of it, in a real humble way, I can open myself up to the awareness of who I really am. And I could see both things. And then I could be aware of my reactions, my sensations, and what's happening to me. And that self-awareness is what allows the person to be aligned, to be aligned with their true beauty, and to be connected and aware of that which is disconnected, that which is broken. Everybody have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Ah. The next one is Monday morning, 7.45 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And those who are here Shabbos, we have our regular shiurim on Shabbos. Everybody have a lot of Hatzlacha and Psuris Toivus. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.